Welcome to the House Church Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's message by Pastor Stephen Sexton. If you would like to know more about the House Church, please visit our website at welcometothehouse.com or download the House app. We're in this series called Gains, and we really want you guys to make gains in your life. Uh, I, I, I often say this, that it, 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 don't give us a service. We, we believe that great things happen in a service, but you got to give us a year. you got to give us a year. You know what I'm saying? And, and so uh, if you give us a year, then here's what's going to happen. Uh, you're going to love us. Then you're going to get mad at us. That's life. Come on. Don't act like that. That's, I mean, you, we're going to let you down. We're going to say something. We're going to do something. We're going to get off in your mix. We're going to preach about something that you're like, I don't want you talking about that, Pastor. You know what I'm saying? We're going we're gonna to talk about something that you're going to be like, ah, move on, move on, you know. Uh, uh, and, and, and you're going to meet some people, and, and then you're going to meet new people, <laughs> and, and that's how life, but in a year, we believe that you'll settle, yeah. and we believe that what will happen within 52 weeks, yeah. three life groups, come into some of our community stuff, we believe that this idea will begin to form in you, that there is a calling on your life, and, and, and we're going to be trying to work to get that rolling. That's why we want you to go through framework. Maybe there's a few of you right now that you just went through framework and you're like, okay, how, well, I went through it. I'm not serving yet. Well, here's the thing is I would encourage you, uh, meet over there at our um, info table and we want to get you hooked in. But, but what we have found is little by little, what happens is consistency produces opportunity. Consistency produces opportunity. And there are a lot of opportunities here to love on people, to help serve, and to do. And, and, and what, what we understand is sometimes we're not looking to just fill a hole. We're trying to find the assignment of God on your life. See, we're trying to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, and your work may be different than my work. And so that takes time. That takes time. I don't know about you, but anybody get discouraged? You ever get discouraged? I mean, I mean, not not you, but obviously, so, somebody else. My friend, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, I know somebody right now, Pastor. I'm not going to tell you who they are. It was in confidence, but uh, <laughs> you know, you ever get frustrated? You ever get mad? Is it crazy how fast you can get mad? Yeah. Like, like, and, and here's the crazy thing. Is I'm never mad when I'm alone. <laughs> Y'all ever think about that? Like, like, like when I'm by myself, I'm never mad. But as soon as some people come up and start, like, you know, inconveniencing, I mean, well, let's just say uh, uh, just family, just life, just asking me to take out the trash. It doesn't matter what it is. It's just like, I want to do that right now. And I was happy by myself. And I remember when I was young, I used to use that as my ar argument. I never argued with myself, and my mom would always be like, you were alone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but that was my, my go-to. That was my insert. Um, you ever feel like you're carrying a lot of weight, a lot of pressure? Um, I mean, I know we're church people, so we're going to be like, no, I just roll it off. I just roll it off. But, um, but sometimes it can get heavy. And, and, and you can feel like, you know, like, like, like you're like on the one yard line ready to score. And you're finally going to get into the touchdown. And between the time that the quarterback says hike 
and the pass has gone forward, it's like someone jacked with the goal line and extended it at 50 other yards. And it's like, I was so close, but yet I'm so far. <laughs> it's like, hold on, I, my, the play I called was dive into the end zone. Now I dived into one yard because it just went 50 more yards. And this wasn't what I was thinking. This wasn't, this wasn't what I was wanting. It, it really wasn't what I was planning. And, and I just, and what happens is when that happens over and over and over again, you feel like you can't win. Feel like you can't win, and, and and there are moments when unforeseen events happen in life, and you feel like that everything is against you. You feel like everything is against you. you I mean, you know the scene. Everything's going great, and then there's a conflict at work. Everything's going great, and then something happens with a roommate. And, you know, everything's going great, and then there's a car wreck. Everything's going great. Then you get that unexpected bill, and you're like, oh, it's over. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I, you, you have that argument with your family, and you realize, okay, either you're moving or I'm moving, but somebody's moving. It's this, uh, there is that, that doctor visit. You went in, and, and I just routine visit, and then all of a sudden they say, hey, we want to talk to you about something, and it's just like, wasn't ready for that. You're, you're about to move forward, and then tragedy hits, and if we're not careful, it can just be like the next thing and these moments they cause us to get real and, and, and it can be very very frustrating and what happens is if you're not careful you'll be tempted to quit you'll be tempted to step back and you'll be tempted to give up I mean, now if we're going to really talk about this how much can you take how much can you take before you're ready to go? <laughs> I'm done. I'm ready to quit. I'm ready to back up. Come on. Anyway, am I talking to anybody who's married today? <laughs> you know, maybe you've not said it. You know, I told my kids the other day, we were talking about whatever, and I was, was talking to my kids, and I was like, kids, well, I'm never, I've never. We've, you and me, me and your mom, we've never said uh, divorce. But I thought murder. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so is she. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to kill him. <laughs> if he does that again, I'm going to kill him. <laughs> and, 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 the, and the truth is that, that in time, it's very easy to feel like people are against us. Because it's not working out in life. And I don't know where you are today in your life. But, but I came to encourage you. I believe that we're going, you're going to be encouraged today. And I'm going to tell you this. It's not a time to back up. It's a time to re-engage in your life. And I believe that God would have us get the grit and begin to push through. I believe that somebody in this room needs to hear, it's time to push through. It's time to push through. I don't care how you feel. I know that we're in a, in a feel society where everybody's got feelings and everybody's sensitive and we're like very, very sensitive. And so don't misinterpret what I'm saying. When I say I don't care about your feelings, I'm not saying I don't care about you. What I am saying is that at least I have been alive long enough to know that feelings change. And if we make a, a, a this, come on, if we make a decision on a fleeting feeling, it's going to hurt our progress. And so what I'm saying is I, when I say I don't care about your feelings, I am not saying I don't care about you and I don't care about what 
what's important to you. What I'm saying is I care more about your future than what you're currently feel. Come on, in this moment. Everybody ever said something? They just felt it and they had to say it. How'd that work out for you? <laughs> you know, come on. Anybody ever said a family event? I just need to say this. And then everybody, and the room gets quiet and the oxygen leaves the room. And all of a sudden you're like, really, I didn't need to say that. I, I see that now that I, I totally messed up this family gathering. And you're probably thinking I should leave. And it's funny because I'm thinking the same thing. You know, come on. When feelings begin to rule, they begin to rule our life, we feel like we're validated to walk in this offense. We're validated to walk in this frustration. I have the right because of what she did or what he did or what they did or what my mom did or what my dad did or what my kids did. I have the right to feel this way. James chapter 1, verse 2 through 4 says this. Count it all joy, my brothers. We're going that, sisters. When you meet trials, you're going to meet trials. Well, I went to church. Uh huh. You're going to meet trials of various kind. In other words, it, 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 various means there are a lot of different ones. Okay? Not just one trial, but you're going to go through life and there are going to be various trials. And you know that. The testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect. That you may be perfect, complete, lacking nothing. Let's talk a little bit about this. If we have a church that doesn't ever go through anything and come out on the other side, we have a very weak church. The power of Jesus' message was not that he walked the earth and healed some people. The fact and the power is that he came through what should have killed him. They couldn't keep him down. Like their institution, how they handled stuff, went to kill him, but death did not sting him, and he rose from whatever they tried to do. Now that is whole, oh, let's talk. How did you make it through that tragedy? How did you make it through that hardship? How did you make it through that broken friendship? How did you make it through that breakup? How did you make it through all of these things? But God. But God. See, see because of God, I was able to move through. And, and, and we're going to talk about gains today. And we're in a series called Gains. And can I get, offer you this thought? Um, so we're talking about gains like working out. Work out. Anybody ever worked out? Okay, you worked out. And listen, listen. And so there, it's, it's kind of this trending word that people are using gains for a lot of areas in their life. And, and, uh, uh, to, to gain muscle, to gain increase, to gain more. And, and so here's this idea that I want to give you. Gains don't happen because you walk in a gym. Some of you, uh, let that sink. Because, I, I, listen, I, I, listen I'm, I, 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 let me tell you who I'm talking to. I'm talking to the people that buy the workout video and spend five installments, five installments of $59.95. Come on, somebody. And it's on the shelf. And thinking buying it 
is the same thing as doing it. Come on. I've been there. I've been there. I got some Tony, Tony Norton on the shelf. You know what I'm saying? I got some P90 on the shelf. Listen, well, here's the idea is that we've got people, and, and obviously we're very practical people, so nobody really thinks that because I have five gym memberships, wow, my body's changing. Here, here's the idea. It, it doesn't matter how many gym memberships you have or how many times you frequent the gym. If you don't do the work, you don't get the results. Come on, somebody. And I, I don't know about you, but we are a results society. Like, everybody wants results. Come on. We want a great marriage, but I don't want to work on no selfishness. We, we want the results of a great family. And so I'm a teenager or a young adult, and I want a great family. But every time my parents say, hey, you want to go here? No. You want to do it? No. Hey, you want to watch me? No. But I want a great family. Well, you don't like them, and they don't like you because y'all never do anything together. You're probably not going to get great. Does that make sense? At some point, listen, you got to sit down and watch a movie with the old man and go, cool, John Wayne's awesome. <laughs> if you want a relationship, come on, and you want a connection, sometimes you got to go eat barbecue even though you want pizza. Yeah. See, it's results. See, in life, everybody wants the money, but I... Oh, we love to be salary, but salary, you got to stay five extra hours. So, hey, I don't want salary. <laughs> you hear what I'm saying? Okay, it is the same with church. Just because you come to church does not mean that transformation is happening in your life. It has the potential for transformation, but the, there's also potential, a uh, potential, well, I don't even know what that word is, cool. <laughs> Uh, we're making up words, third service. Come on. L listen, there is the potential for you to leave with um, uh, uh, kind of like indention because of the seats, and that's all you get. That's how you get. You get a mint, a cup of water, and an indention. Welcome to third service. Come on. But if you're not careful... Just because you show up does not mean that transformation is happening. Because listen to this. In order for transformation to happen, you've got to hear it and you've got to do it. See, I hear it and I do it. In order for my marriage to, to, to begin to thrive, I've got to hear it and do it. In order for my finances to change, I've got to hear it and do it. People are like, hey, you know what? I think let's grow on our finances. Okay, well, how would I do that? Budget. What? You want me to itemize and write down everything that I spend? <laughs> Crazy. It's a magical. I just swipe a card and they give me stuff. I don't know where my money goes, but the crazy thing is I get paid on Friday, but Saturday I have no more. See, you hear what I'm saying? See, we want the results of a spirit-filled life. We want the results of joy and happiness. We want the rejoice, the, the, the results of great parenting. We want the results of all of this stuff. But here's the thing. Come on. There's some work that has to be done. There's some work that has to be done. And I think as we talk about this, there are two things that I think help us make gains when we're, when we're thinking about hitting the gym. And the first is reps, and the second is resistance. 
reps and, res and resistance. Both of those play in because here's the thing. I remember being young, 12 years old, you know, and I was at my school and, and, and we had a gym where you could see inside. It was the, the, the workout facility was at the top of the gym. And so, you know, girls walk by, hey, you know, give them, give them the bicep, you know what I'm saying? Give them, give them the little, uh, you want some of this? Uh. Yeah, and, and, and it's crazy because just because I pick up one 15-pound barbell doesn't mean I'm gaining any weight. Doesn't mean I'm gaining any muscle. They actually wanted me to do it again. I'm like, the coach is like, hey, pick that up. I'm like, did it? And they're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, like, do it 8 to 12 times, 3 times. Take 15-second break. I just need more. My arm ain't so tired. I don't know. It's never done that before. <laughs> it usually works. But see, we don't want to do repetition. See, I just want God to speak to, speak to me, God. But I want to pray. See, I want to have great revelation from God, but I want to read my Bible. See, I want to grow in, I want to grow in my faith and, and, and be the leader God's called me to. But I don't want to do no repetition. I want to show up. Come on, let, let someone throw me a 15-pounder. Give me a little huh huh and go. I'm, going, woo, I'm a strong Christian. I'm working it out. I'm doing good. Y'all see me lift that weight? Hold on. Could you take a picture, Pastor? Working out the spirit. <laughs> but for many believers, the best day is on Sunday. That's gym day. Now, I don't, I'm not, now, you can obviously look at me and know that I'm not a professional bodybuilder. But, uh, <laughs> but let me tell you this. This right here takes work, okay? <laughs> I don't know why y'all laughed at that. <laughs> Feeling super insecure right now. Thanks. But what you see right here, come on, this is three days a week in the gym, baby. Some of you are like, get your money back. I got it. Thank you. Thank you. I can, see it. I can see the doubt in your eyes. Here's my thing is that, is that if you come one Sunday, if there are 52 Sundays and you're rocking a good 31, and there is none of this that's happening, we will both be at storms. But some will get through it a whole lot easier. And some will cave. Does this make sense? See, because they come to both of us. Reps, reps is taking weight and doing multiple, multiple. And I'm not talking about toning. Okay, okay, okay. For those of you toners, I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about five pounds. I'm not talking about like doing other things and, and, and toning. I'm not talking about toning. I'm talking about shredding. Shredding. Okay, because I looked this up on Google. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. I'm just, uh, resistance. Resistance is the amount of weight and stress and pressure that it's adding to your muscle, and the resistance is what builds the endurance. The endurance. Now, listen, as we move through this, here's the verse we just read it said, Count it all joy. My brothers, whenever you face trials, and here's what I'm telling you, is that we will all face reps and we will all face resistance. We will all face that. And we cannot get and expect results that we are not investing. We in this culture, we have this idea where life should be fair. 
Life should be fair. And, and, and many people are frustrated with church and they're frustrated with, with, with even the Lord because, because it's not fair. And when we have this culture that wants to perpetuate fairness and even and, and everything should be comparable. I remember when, when we uh, started having our kids and they were little and my wife demanded that everything be fair. And I was like, everything needs to be first. Like you fix the food and it, when it's done, it's done. And she's like, no, let's all do portion control. And I'm like, no, because here's the deal. If we know that there's a little bit, they'll come running. And she's like, no, let's, each one gets a cookie. Each one gets a Kit Kat. Um, and then everybody would bite. Oh, that's good. How much did you bite? Okay, cool. Bigger bite. We were spending so much time. And, and, and here's the thing. It's not fair. Life's not fair. It's not fair. And we have this idea that life should be fair. And when I talk, hear people, here's what they say. And what God was so good, then why do bad things happen to good people? Why do bad things happen to good people? Because here's the deal. If you're telling me God's good and that God's going to work on our life, then you tell me why bad things happen to good people. And there is the issue in the statement because the premise is that you're good. See, the premise is that I am good. But here's what you need to know. is society is calling you good because they're allowing certain conditions and thoughts and processes to happen. But we are not good. We are sinful. And the Bible says that we've all fallen short, come on somebody, of the glory of God. And so when we measure our own goodness, then you are your own godness. We're not good, but through Christ and his blood, come on, listen, we, we become righteous in him, not in ourselves. You get two little kids and you put a piece of candy and what are they doing? They're not like, here, your turn, your turn, your turn. No, they're fighting. You want to freak out a bunch of people and you want your house to go to level 10 right quick. Go on and get that PS4, have five boys all in the same age and have one controller and watch what happens. They're not going to be like, here, your turn. Yes, brother, I prefer you. <laughs> it's my turn. I hate you. I hate this family. I wish I was born first. You know, that's what they're going to do. Why? See, because it's in us to be selfish. It's in us to want our own way and, and have our own will. It's in us to do that. And listen, we've all fallen short of the glory of God. And so here's the thing. If you really want to talk about what was fair, let's talk about Jesus. Because what happened to Jesus wasn't fair. He was perfect. Jesus was the one who loved everyone, knew no sin, healed the hurting. He was the one that picked people who were overlooked. He was the one that allowed outcasts to come into his presence. He was the one that, that was approachable and rejected celebrity status. He was the one, if we were going to take this vantage point from, from, and look at it from God's perspective, he was the one that life wasn't fair for. It wasn't fair for him to be whipped and mocked and beaten. It wasn't fair for the Roman guards to, to, to put uh, nails through his wrist and his feet and to hang him on a cross in shame and nakedness. Because what? Because he took on our sin. He was the only one that it wasn't fair for. Yeah. 
It wasn't fair when they spat on him. It wasn't fair when they laughed at him when he couldn't catch his breath. It wasn't fair that the perfect spotless lamb of God became the sacrifice for us. So when people ask us, why do bad things happen to good people? We need to realize that there was only one that was good and he volunteered his life for it. You hear what I'm saying? He volunteered his life for it. And so real quick, I want to give you two principles that I think are going to help you push through and make gains. Two principles that are going to help you push through and make gains. See, here's the thought, is that we are not good. God is good. God is good. When I say that, y'all say all the time. Come on, we finna go back. God is good. All the time. All the time. Okay, come on, somebody. We're about to preach up here. Listen, listen. God is good is not just a catchphrase. God being good means, listen, that when junk happens in our life, when hardships come in our life, for us to have the idea that it should not happen, we are in the world. And the world was given free will. And, and what that means is there will be people that hurt you. There will be people that you hurt because of choices. That's why the Bible is so clear on forgiveness that we have to give it and 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 we have to give it. Does that make sense? As we look at this, here's the deal. God sent Jesus to a messed up world that time and time again rejected his presence and rejected his guidance. Look at our society. Come on, come on. It's not thriving. Everybody's mad at everybody. Everybody's fighting everybody. Everybody's so much venom. Why? Because we've removed love. Well, love can't come from a phone. Love can't come from a nonprofit. Love can't come from that. Love can't come from a song that a bunch of rock stars sing. We love, we love, we love, we love, we love. No, you don't love. You love that dollar bill. Love comes from the Lord. Look at this. First one is this. We're talking about how to push through, and that's what I'm talking about today. Push through. Your weariness is just a season. Breakthrough is coming. Your weariness is just a season. See, at times we will all get weary. Galatians chapter 6 verse 9 says this. And let's not grow weary of doing what? Good. Come on, help me. Of doing what? Good. For in due season we will reap if we do not give up. If we will do not give up. Listen, the, what the Bible says, the Bible was written to believers. And here's what he's saying. I know you're going to get weary. Don't get weary. You will get weary. Why are we going to church again? You're just going to do the same thing over and over again. They sing a song, they do a greeting, and the guy talks for 30 minutes, not 40 minutes, sometimes longer. It never changes. They never spice it up. You never see anybody like caught on fire. It's never cool. I just do the same thing over and over and over again. I mean, I mean, I think that really attendance could go up if like we had some things happening up here. You know what I'm saying? Maybe like, had some circus acts and some some up here. We could really grow a crowd. Listen to what I'm saying. If we're not careful, 
we will get weary. So let's break down this verse. Look at this. Look at this. And let us not grow weary of doing good, because in due season we will reap. So here's the, here's the thing that you need to know. There is a season of hard, and there is a season of reaping. There is a season of hard, and there is a season of reaping. There is a season of hard, and there is a season of reaping. Okay, say it with me. There's a season of hard, and there's a season of reaping. And guess what? Some of you in here, you're reaping. Man, it's going good. Come on, you got money in the savings account. Mary's looking good. Kids are halfway pleasant. Your life is going. Come on, you, you winning. You winning. High fives. Everything's going good. We like each other. When we sit down, we like eat and talk, and it's going great. There's other people that, <laughs> yeah, like life is not. I'm not where I want to be. I'm not where I, oh, I thought I would be. I, I, I thought I would be so much further. I thought I would already do this. I thought I would this. And some people in this church are always winning. And some people are in a season of weariness. And here is what I want you to know. Don't ever look down or condemn those people. Why? Why? Here's why. Because the people that are winning understand and know they've already had their season of hurt. They've already had their season of disappointment. They've already come through and had to do something. And so don't ever look at someone who's winning going, oh, well, there's a silver spoon in your eye. Oh, well, look, if I had those daddy, if I had that, oh, if I had you, okay. Because you don't understand life. You don't understand life. Somebody paid the price in their life to get them where they were. So please don't say something like that because that will make you look ignorant come on on the same token there may be someone hurting and it's very easy for us to get a non-approach love and so we love you from a distance but we don't really want to get our hands dirty it's like oh, I've been in that season I don't want to touch it Oh, and so we have all these like Zen stuff. It's like, I just really need positive people in my circle and I just really need to push away negativity, push away. And when I wake up in the morning, I push away negativity and I bring in positivity and I push away and I bring in. <laughs> Come on. The gospel message is when someone's hurt and when someone's broken, when we have a savior that got his hands dirty. Come on, come to coffee with me. Come on, I can I, I, help you walk through this marriage. I'm gonna help you walk through this parenting. I'm gonna help you walk through this thing. We're gonna learn some things. We're gonna grow some things. You gotta be teachable. You can't grow if you're not teachable. Prideful people never elevate. Prideful people never go. The Bible says if you're humbled, you'll be exalted. Come on, but, but, but I'm for you and I'm with you and I wanna go somewhere and I believe there's more for you and I don't believe it's all done. And, and listen, we have a church that is loving, knowing, loving, and challenging, getting their hands dirty not I think you have too many issues for me I don't know if we can any longer be friends because you're toxic for me well all I said is I was having a rough day I know we don't have rough days we have happy days listen you hear what I'm saying listen I, I'm not talking about people who abuse the relationship right. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about people who won't allow you to thrive because they're always tearing you down. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about simple people that are going through normal stuff. 
I'm talking about a mom that had a career job that now has moved into motherhood and she, she is wrestling with the fact that I used to do something important and she has not yet seen the value of what she's doing right now. Come on. And I'm talking about inserting there and going, hey, let me tell you something. Let me speak life into this. I'm talking for, well, about a man who used to have a job at this level and he got, there was a layoff and now he's working at this level and he's dealing with his own insecurities because, come on, does that make sense? I'm talking about when things happen in life that we understand there are seasons of winning and there are seasons when it's hard. And we want to be a church that understands seasons are just seasons. You're coming through. You're coming through. There will be a time when you were weary and tired and discouraged and alone and burdened and frustrated. And, but there's always so going to be a time, come on, where you're toe-touching, chest-bumping, happy, we're winning. It's awesome. And you got to stay through the hard to get to the good. You got to stay through the heart. When you're hurting, is a terrible time. Can I tell you something? Can we talk five seconds real talk? When you're hurting, it's a terrible time to get isolated. It's a terrible time. When you're hurting, that's a terrible time to go out and kick it with your old friend. When you're hurting, that's a terrible time. Listen, don't leave him or her hurting and they get on a plane and they leave for five days. Because I can't tell you how many relationships I've been in my office and over time and over 25 years of pastoring where people are crying and they're like, I never would have done that. I never would have said that. I would never would have acted that way. I never would have done that. But I was so tired. See, even... Peter was misunderstood. Peter was sitting down and, and it was the last supper and Jesus said, uh, Peter said, um, sorry. Slow down. I'm excited. Jesus told Peter, one of you is going to deny me. And Peter said, not me. And Jesus had to say, Peter, Peter, don't you know? Satan wishes to sift you. In other words, he wants you. And after you fall, here's what Jesus said. After you fall, you'll be restored in our, and you'll understand. See, because Peter thought... Because I've been around Jesus enough, I got enough to go conquer hell. And what Jesus said is, you need me in you. You hear what I'm saying? If you're going to go live this life. You need me in you. You can't love your husband without the Holy Spirit. You can't love your wife without the Holy Spirit. Don't, don't be amening over there. Listen, you, 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 keep it down. When I'm in public, let me be in charge. Listen, listen, listen. Here's my, here's my point. Is, is, don't, be careful when it's heavy. When it's heavy, you, you make a decision. You, you, you try something you didn't, wouldn't try. You go somewhere where you wouldn't go. You do something you wouldn't do. And I'm telling you, when that time comes, that's when you pick up the phone. That's when you get in a life group. That's when you go through and you, and you, you come to God's people, not away from God's people. Don't listen. It, it ain't no surprise when you've been hooked up in church and we haven't seen you for six months. We know what's happening. Well, are you judging? No, I know me. Is this real? Yeah. We know. We're going to love you. 
We're going to reach out. We're going to call. We're going to let you know. But here's the deal. When that hard time comes, you need to come toward the body, not leave it. Second thing, and we're going to be done. We're talking about two principles to push through and make gains. We're talking about how to push through. The second is this, is we're going to focus on the spotter rather, rather than the weight. We're going to focus on the spotter. Come on. When there's a spotter, I work out a whole lot better. When I know if, if me and Derek, come on, we're going to work out, and Derek's there, I know the weight's not getting on me. I'm like, Derek, let's go, baby. And, I, and I'm like... I'm stronger, and I'm like, and he's like, bro, you really should be able to do 65 pounds, and I'm like, I know it, you know what I'm saying, add another 10 on, Derek, because you're there, L listen, my, my, my point is this, way too many people are focusing on the weight, and the marriage, and the kid that needs to change, and they're focusing on all this other stuff, but here's what God is telling you, focus on the spotter. Focus on Jesus. Focus on him because he's the author. Come on. And finisher of your faith. Of your faith. This, I just got to tell you, this is not a self-help sermon. This is a surrender sermon. And so what this means is I'm not thinking, well, you can push through anything and play the eye of the tiger and you'll be awesome. What I'm saying is you got to surrender yourself. And if you'll surrender yourself to Christ, here's the deal. He will lift you up. He will lift you up. John 14, 15 through 18 says this. If you love me, you will keep my, what does it say? You know who said that? Jesus. We are in this idea at, as the church body. And I just kind of want to kind of shift and, and, and talk about something. We are in this culture. Now, if you were to look in your Bible, in old school, we had Bibles and they had red letters. And those red letters, we knew those were Jesus. Now they're all like font. You know what I'm saying? And they look like your text. And so you don't know if Jesus is talking or somebody else. This is Jesus right here, okay? If you love me, keep my commandments. And then one of the disciples said, that's old covenant. As soon as you die, we don't have to do any of that anymore. Here's the deal. I'm going to explain the old new covenant real quick. Old covenant was... That God's chosen people were in bondage and had lived under Pharaoh and worshipped other gods. And he knew that they would never be successful unless they were pulled out of that culture and learned how to think again. Does that make sense? And he said, we're gonna, Moses, I'm going to give you the law and you have to do it. You have to do it. And, and, and they couldn't do it, but they had to do it. So a lot of animals gave up their life. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, a lot of lambs. We had a lot of lamb chops. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of lambs because old covenant, you have to. New covenant is you are saved from death and bondage through Jesus. But you should want to keep it. You should want to keep the law. 
Not that you have to in order to be saved, but if you want to thrive as a society, if you want to thrive, come on somebody, as a nation, if you want to thrive in your life, you want to keep these. Well, I don't believe that. I don't believe that at all. Okay, cool. Find someone else to submit to as your Lord. Have an image and worship it. Make God's name small and remove it from your culture. No longer worship Him in any public setting or together. Then go to your mom or dad and tell them that you hate them and they're terrible and I wish you would die so that you don't honor authority. And then... Go lie, steal, kill, and have an affair. And then try to take somebody else's stuff. And see how well you do. You want me to tell you what's going to happen? You're like, be in jail. Okay, you want me to tell you what's going to happen? You're going to be in bondage. Your life's going to be terrible. And it's going to hurt. Come on, you. And so we want to keep the law. So every young person who is under 25, when you see someone older, you honor them. Not because they know you and have a relationship and follow you on Insta. You just honor them. Well, how do I know they're a good person? You don't, but they're alive. Do you understand what I'm saying? we got to get back to some of these things. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper. In other words, if you love me, try to follow the law, but you're not going to be able to follow the law, so I'm going to give you a helper to help you follow the law, and he will help you, and he will teach you and reveal you all the things that I've said so that you can thrive in your life. Sup? Pretty good deal. Just saying. In the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, so here's the deal. The world cannot receive the spirit of truth. So here's the deal. You can know this. Truth, when people say, well, we have the truth. Well, we, we're doing this. Well, we got the truth. The, the spirit of truth is not in our secular culture. It's not there. The spirit of truth is the, is the empowerment of the Holy Spirit that's moved in you that helps you understand what is the will of God. Look at this, last 18. I will not leave you as orphans, but I will come to you. I will come to you. You are not alone. You guys can go ahead and come up here. You're not alone. You gotta focus on the spotter rather than the weight. You gotta focus on the spotter rather than the weight. Today, as we end, it is my hope that as a house family, and can I just tell you, y'all want to show up next week? Show up next week because we're having our third year, come on, anniversary. That's good. That's good. We're going to do some giveaways. We're going to have some fun. I'm so grateful for what God has done. Can I just tell you this? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know everybody here, but I am grateful for you. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate you. We love you. Look at me. We see you. We see you. And we believe that God has brought you here. 
And we take very seriously the prayer and the pastoring of your heart and soul. Thank you for allowing us to be human. Thank you. Thank you for not wanting my kids to be perfect because they're not. And if you think they are, they're not going to be. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let them not be perfect. And so you'll have to leave. But they're going to find God with fear and trembling. They're going to learn how to submit to Him. They're going to have to walk an aisle. They're going to have to get saved. They're going to have to be full of the presence of the Lord. They're going to have to walk through everything that you and I walk through. Every day I have to decide to come, and you do too. They're going to have to make that decision. Here's what I want to tell you. God said, I'm not going to leave you as an orphan. I'm not going to leave you as an orphan. I'm not going to leave you as an orphan. And so here as we end today, maybe instead of pushing through, you've pushed people away. You know, it's very easy to push people away from your life and then blame them that they're not there. Come on. You left me. I'm sorry, you were kicking me out your, your, the heart of your door. Remember I was like hugging you and wanting to say, and you were like, no, I don't need you, and then I'm not there, and then you were mad at me. Maybe instead of pushing people away, you've pushed yourself down. And instead of pushing through, you push yourself down. And there is shame. And there is guilt. And all of this is on you. Look at me. And now you can't rise because you're under self-inflicted shame. I think one of the greatest, one of the greatest stories is in Matthew chapter 9, verse 21. And it's the story of the woman with the issue of blood. And if you look in the, in the Bible, it'll, it has little subheadings. And it says, the woman with the issue. That's what it says, the woman with the issue. Uh, aren't you glad that's not how we label you? <laughs> Sitting over in the right section is the man with the issue. <laughs> uh, uh, in my life group are the four people with issues. Look at this. For she said to herself... 21. Anybody self-talk? Anybody be honest? Anybody self-talk? Come on. Self, some of you are like, I don't really want to admit that. Yes, you do. What? <laughs> but, but the truth is, thank you for laughing because that was funny. Uh, but I self-talk all the time. Like when we first got married, my wife would come into the bathroom and she would be like, who are you talking to? And it would like make me so frustrated. And now my son would be in the living room by himself and I walk in and he's like having a conversation. I'm like, bro, are you talking to me? And he's like, nope. I'm like, anybody else in here? Nope. I'm good. I was like, carry on. <laughs> this woman, look at me. Sometimes you got to talk to yourself. Some of you times you got to preach to yourself. Have you ever said, get yourself together. Stop acting like that. You're in a fit right now. You, you're going to have to get your stuff together. Hey, you know more about that. You're, you're mad for no reason. Come on. Anybody ever had to talk to yourself? Come on. Look at this. For she said to herself, if only I could touch him. If only I could touch him.
I'll be made well. I'll be made well. And here's what Jesus turned and seen her. He said, take heart, daughter. Your faith has made you well. And instantly the woman was made well. And listen to what I'm saying. She came to Jesus with the issues. But she left his presence as a daughter. She came with struggles. She came as she wasn't family. She came as she wasn't good enough. And and was marginalized. And was, was told you don't belong here and and was told that you know what this isn't your crowd but when she got there Jesus began to change her name you are daughter and you are well no one's ever called me well before they've said my issue they've said my personality they've talked about my anger they've talked about my depression but they've never called me well and Jesus was saying that's because I have power that they don't have I can wake up what's been dead. I can turn around what's broken. I can heal it. I can fix it. Push through. See, if that woman would have never made the choice to get to Jesus, what choice needs to be made right now? What choice? Well, I'll just stay on it for a couple. I'll just, you know what? That's a good word, Pastor. But I'm kind of dealing with something, and it'll take me a week. Why? You wrong, get right forgive and let's go on we got life to live we we don't have time for all that we don't have time for all that we don't have time for all that well i just need to mull this around for another like two months okay great how'd the last two months go well actually it was terrible let's do more (laughs) you know what's funny to me is in exodus moses and pharaoh are talking and moses and pharaoh are having a conversation listen to this All the young people are like, it's time. Listen, look at me. And Pharaoh is down. His son has just died. He is a broken man. And Moses says, when do you want us to leave? And Pharaoh says, tomorrow. Right now, leave right now. Go now, tomorrow. Y'all can leave tomorrow. Tomorrow I'll fix it. Tomorrow I'll push through. Tomorrow I'll let this unforgiveness go. Tomorrow this issue. What about right now? Like right now? Like if I was Pharaoh, take your stuff right now. It's dark. I don't care. Go. We ain't seen no more frogs here today. today today thank you for listening to this week's podcast we would love to hear how this message ministered to you feel free to let us know on the connect tab of the house church app we hope you have a great week